struggling to feel thankful in this season in your life? What if we told you that gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to your joy? Hello and welcome to Love and Encouragement to Live By. I'm Tammy Thompson, a Christian author under the pen name of T.S. Thompson. And you can find out more about my books by visiting my website at ts-thompson.com. And I'm Joe Heather Dodson, your Christian coach, helping you discover what God has next for your life. Learn more about my coaching services at yourchristiancoach.net. Thanks for joining in today for your weekly dose of love and encouragement as we talk about Thanksgiving in relation to your deeper Christian living. Wow, Thanksgiving. I do love Thanksgiving. I don't know if you can tell. Um, It's not just the holiday, but the act of giving thanks. You know, I love to start my day with this short prayer. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I love these words because they're a gentle reminder for me as to who made the day and who made me. So I'm so thankful to know the very depths of my being that God is with me throughout my journey. And that's every hill and every valley. He's right there. And I tell you, if you're feeling down and out today and you're looking at the lack in your life, we've got a plan for you to get you out of that feeling or at least start on your way out of the journey. We want you to start practicing gratitude. You know, the Bible says in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And you're going, how am I supposed to do that? Um, You know, what can it mean for me every day? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. So you've got to hang in with us. Um, because I know sometimes it might be hard to think of things to be grateful for. And maybe it's because your days are filled with health concerns or grieving the loss of a loved one or, or it's something else. But if you shift your gaze from lack and instead put your eyes on Jesus, you will receive so much in return. Now, I've got to tell you, in preparing for today, I read this really neat article by Elizabeth, excuse me, Elizabeth Peel Allen, and her father was Norman Z- Vincent Peel, if I can get their names out, who my grandmother used to love. She used to talk about Norman Vincent Peel all the time. Well, his daughter wrote this. When the pilgrims celebrated their first Thanksgiving in 1621, half of their original group had died. So keep that in mind. Half of their their people had died, and they said, oh, let's have Thanksgiving. So the our forebears were able to focus on God's goodness and mercy, even in the midst of trials. Perhaps they took a lesson from Paul and Silas, who, while in chains in the prison at Philippi, prayed and sang praises to God. Or perhaps they were simply following the instruction of Philippians 2.5, which says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. It was Christ who, knowing exactly what lay ahead, gave thanks on the very night in which he was betrayed. As Christians, we're called beyond simple thanks for the good things that God has sent our way. We are also to give thanks for what he has done for us and for who he is. Wow, I was really inspired by these words that Elizabeth put out, and I wanted them to help get us started today. And now I want to know, Tammy, what are your thoughts about Thanksgiving and gratitude? 
Well, you guys off to a great start, Joe Heather. <laughs> <laughs> really laid the foundation on that. But yes, yeah, so you know, I, I think that a lot of people who celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, think it is a, a one time a year event to be thankful. I mean, in our world today, you look around and, and that's what you see. And sadly, sadly, many of them turn around the very next day on Black Friday with a behavior that is just the opposite of thankfulness, pushing and shoving with greed to get as much as they can. I mean, it's really amazing. It really is amazing. Um, but thankfulness, I mean, it really sh- should be a state of the heart. That's what we're talking to you about today. And I know, you know, we associate it in the United States. Some of you may be listening from other places in the world, but here in the United States, the holiday of Thanksgiving. So we celebrate that. That's what most people associate Thanksgiving with. Um, and basically, to a lot of people, Thanksgiving is a holiday where you gather around with your family and friends and you stuff yourself as much as you can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is a, probably our biggest feast, I would think of meals that we have. And you think Christmas dinner would be big, but most people at Thanksgiving is a time to really sit around and do that. Now, it's much more than that. It's really it's supposed to be a celebration of this historic moment. Joe Heather was talking about the pilgrims coming over and, you know, celebrating the first thanks, you know, being able to be thankful and coming together and having. So we have that meal in remembrance of that. <clears throat> um, and, and I'm not saying that not everybody. I know Joe Heather doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving that way. She's not rushing out for Friday. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. You know, a lot of us, you know, we we celebrate, um, we set this time aside and we gather with our family. It's time to come together with loved ones. Maybe you haven't seen somebody in a long time. You come together with your family and your friends and you share a meal together and you share what you're thankful about this year. You know, all the things. Maybe you've gone through some trials, but you're thankful about how God brought you through it. And so you share it that way. Um, and so you can reflect on your thankfulness. You know, but aside from the holiday, right, thankfulness, like I said, should really be a uh, a way that we are all the time, right? And I believe it helps to start your day off with gratitude. So be thankful. God, be thankful. God, you make coffee beans, right? That I had a bed to sleep in, a warm bed, right? I have clothes to wear, you know, and food to eat. I don't, I don't go to bed hungry. My kids don't go to bed hungry at night. Now, there may be some people out there who do, you know, which is, you know, it's sad. Um, but everybody, I think, needs to be able to look around and start somewhere with something that they're grateful for. Um, but before we dive deeper into this topic, and we have a lot to share today about it with you. You know, I want to um, let you know how you can support our podcast. So first, depending upon what platform you're listening from, be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to not miss any future episodes. But the most important thing that you can do is share this podcast to help us grow, so share love and encouragement with other people. Uh, and we also want to extend an invitation to you to help, you know, our podcast grow in other ways. Um, <clears throat> there's other ways besides just sharing the podcast that help us grow. There are a lot of individuals out there who feel discouraged and hopeless, especially this time of year. And many people feel unloved. And there's a lot of people searching for a word of encouragement. And they're also hungry to know God's word. So by partnering with us through prayer and uh, financial support, our podcast is going to continue to grow. And we talked about we're reaching globally. You know, we're going to be able to continue to reach more people. And we're going to be able to impact many more lives with some love and encouragement. And you can find out uh, more about how you can sow into our podcast ministry by visiting our website's donation page at loveandencouragement.com. Dot com slash donate and also on our website at loveandencouragement.com we feature early access every wednesday to both video and audio and if you don't want to miss out you don't want to have to go to our website that's no problem we have a form you can go in and fill it out and we'll email you the podcast every wednesday 
Wonderful, Tammy. And kind of you reading that makes me think. I do want to give, this is an impromptu, a shout out. We've had several financial donors who have really sewn into this ministry this year in 2021. And I just, they know who they are. And I just want to say a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you're a part of the ministry. You're a part of getting these words of love and encouragement out. And as Tammy said, we've got listeners outside of the U.S. We want to say a shout out to those. Hello. And thank you for joining us. And you can practice Thanksgiving no matter where you are. God's word tells us that it's important to give thanks. So we mentioned at the start of the show today that gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to joy in your life. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. It's all, 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 not just the good ones. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when cultivated, gratefulness and thanksgiving positively impact every area of your life. Your spiritual journey, your physical and emotional health, your career, your social connections, your overall outlook on life. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is a really clear view about a benefit that comes when you remain in a thankful state. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, there's our key word, present your request to God. Okay, and here comes the benefit of this thankfulness practice. Scripture continues, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the peace of God. Yes, I love that gift. You know, I want more of the peace of God. It's great to know I have access to that peace through my acts of thankfulness. So we are going to be sharing and and already have been sharing a number of scriptures with you today for you to meditate on. Um, But maybe you want something more tactile to motivate you on toward actively incorporating thankfulness into your life. Well, there's quite a bit of research that's been conducted that links gratitude and your sense of well-being and greater happiness. So as a whole, scientific studies suggest that gratitude can impact you, again, in three main areas. I kind of mentioned these earlier. Physical health, spiritual and emotional health, and relationship health. And you might be saying, hey, why are you getting into the scientific research? Well, to me, this research proves what God's already said. But maybe you just want to hear it and might find it interesting. So in your physical body, gratitude improves your overall health. And so I mentioned it before, specifically practicing thankfulness improves your sleep, believe it or not. If you need help with sleep, um, practice thankfulness and get Tammy's um, sleep journal. Uh, You can find that on Amazon, so you got to search for that. Tammy, what's the name of your journal? Busy Thoughts Before Bed. Busy Thoughts Before Bed. You got to order that. But also practice (laughs) thankfulness to help you with your sleep. It also, uh, thankfulness helps protect you from illness because of a stronger immune system. Now, I'm telling you, science is saying this. God's already told you, but science is saying this is going to help you. 
Also, thankfulness reduces um, your risk. You have fewer risk factors for cardiovascular disease, and it's been shown to um, reduce the perceived impact of aches and pains, the practicing of gratitude, practicing of thankfulness. It's even been documented as a motivator for you to exercise, and I bet some of us could really benefit from that. My hand is raised. My hand is raised. Um, Practicing gratitude can, over time, help relieve stress and perceived pain. So, and the data says this because gratitude relies on brain networks associated with social bonding and stress relief, which may explain in part how grateful feelings lead to health benefits over time. Um, who made our brain? God did. Who created how our body systems work? God did. So it's just neat to see that science and man are saying, hey, yeah, we see that. We see that. So there are more specifics as to what happens in the brain when you practice gratitude, which obviously is not the point of our podcast. Um, but feeling grateful and recognizing help from others uh, helps you feel more relaxed and allows the benefits of that lowered stress to kind of wash over you. And maybe that's why so much of God's Word encourages us to express gratitude because when you're filled with gratitude for God's amazing goodness and grace, you can experience rest. Whew, and I just need to take a breath now and just feel that rest. And that rest comes because you trust in God's faithfulness. So when it comes to personal interactions, expressing your thanks to those closest to you builds stronger relationships when you're at work or at home. So I bet when you focus on thanking your family, your friends, your coworkers for the things that they do, rather poking holes in the things they don't do, your stress probably goes way down. So as we mentioned at the start of the show, focus on things you appreciate rather than what you lack is one key to helping live you out a life, excuse me, helping you live out a life of thankfulness. So as I'm thinking on this, it brings me back to the spiritual and emotional health benefits of being thankful. Um, gratefulness helps you experience more positive emotions. It aids you in managing through diversity. and uh, Excuse me, adversity. Listen to that. The world's just feeding right in, diversity. Um, thankfulness helps you in adversity. Um you know, I've, I've told this story before, and, and this is a very small, minute type of thing, but I was stranded on the side of the road, and I had a mile and a half to walk to get home. Well, I was just thinking on what were all the good things, okay, because that bad thing, and I could have gotten really irritated and upset and blamed God over, why did you let this thing happen to me? But instead, I was focusing on well, what were the good things, a part of it, because the scripture told us earlier, in all things, practice thankfulness and gratitude. So just remembering that practicing gratefulness can help with depression. And because clinically, when you practice gratefulness, it actually changes the brain function in those who are depressed. And you may be going, how does it do that? Well, research suggests that practicing gratitude can help train your brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude in the future, which can help you improve your mental health over time. But, you know, more important, 
than any man's research or any earthly physical benefits I might experience in this world. God's word says our thanksgiving brings God glory. Oh, that's so cool. You know, Psalm 9-1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And that's what we're here to do today, to encourage you to start practicing gratitude and thankfulness. Thanking God with all your heart for all that he's done, is doing, and will do in your life. Mm. Amen. That was a lot, Joe Heather, and it was good. It was all good. So thank you for that. So much, so much thing that there's just think about all the stuff that she had given you to meditate on. Mm. There are a lot of benefits. There really are. Um, because if you think about the opposite, what does stress do? It wreaks havoc on your whole body, your relationships, your mood, everything. It affects your sleep. So obviously, you know, just a common knowledge would tell you with common sense that having a, a grateful heart, a joyful heart would do the opposite, right? We don't need the scientists. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Scientists to figure that out. That one's pretty simple. That's right. <laughs> but it does help to have it backed up, you know. Mm. So, uh, you know, I was saying earlier at the start of um, how I about starting your day. Boy, our words are twisted today, Joe Heather. Uh, you know, starting at, uh, starting your day right with thankfulness, right, is a way to get off to a better start. So, I'm going to share with you how. I start my day of thankfulness. Um, you know, it changes over time. Um, and I have some, some recent things that have really um, added gratitude to the way I start my morning. So over the summer, I think I mentioned in some of our podcasts that it was a, a really hard year for me. It was a, a year of struggle, um, both in financial strain and, and time-heavy commitments, really time-heavy commitments. Um <clears throat> And one of those was that my homeowner's insurance did a random home inspection and demanded that I put on a new roof where they were going to cancel my homeowner's insurance. You, you, I had 45 days. You talk about stress. You talk about stress. Joe Heather remembers we were told. I shared it with my, my, my sister in Christ, mm -hmm. what I was going through, how I was trusting the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have 10 grand laying around after the shutdowns from the pandemic. I'm sure a lot of you don't have 10 grand laying around, especially after a couple of years we've had. And I also didn't think that I could even borrow it. I had the ability financially to borrow it because um, I already had a lot of debt. I'm just getting by with a lot of other things that, you know, I start, I'm a single mom. I have a house on my own. It's a lot to take care of. Um, so what did I do? Well, what do we encourage you to do? Pray, right? That's the first thing you do is you pray. And so I prayed and I asked God, the God of more than enough, to supply my roof. Now, for those who may not have heard you know, the previous episodes where I've shared about the God of more than enough, I'm going to explain it to you really briefly because this really ties into where I had to come to to receive the gift from the Lord. <clears throat> so in December of 2019, God spoke to me and, um, you know, he asked me, he said, why can't, Tammy, why can't you believe me for more than just getting by every month? You know, he said he wanted to be known to me as the God of more than enough. And that was right before COVID hit and all that stuff that came with COVID, you know, that's what he was, he wanted me to believe him for more, right? And, and to see him as the God of more than enough, meaning he was the God of more than enough. I just wasn't seeing him that way. It was, I was having a visual problem um, with the Lord, and he wanted that to change. And it, and it took a while. I mean, what is it, 2021 now? I mean, I've been really struggling to see God that way through all of the, the trials and tribulations. So I exercised my faith over my root situation. The Holy Spirit asked me, you know, Tammy, what would the God of more than enough look like in your root situation? You know, so I thought about it. You know, when the Holy Spirit asks you something, you think about it. And I said, well... 
you know, outside of my, of my, how I felt at the time, I said, well, the God of more than enough would not just supply me with a roof, but a nice roof, you know, not just a low standard get by roof, but a, a nice roof, a nice roof. And, and I wouldn't have to borrow money to pay for it. And that last part was kind of hard because I feel like I should be supplying, right? And that was a, you talk about that's a big, that's 10 grand. You ask God for 10, 10 grand, you know, for your roof. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to borrow the money to pay for it. That's what, that's what I said to the Holy Spirit, that a God of more than enough would look like. And then the Holy Spirit said, well, then believe him for it, Tammy. And so there was a waiting period. Joe Heather remembers the waiting period with me. She waited with me, you know, through this waiting period. And I, I would get anxious at times. And I, I feel like I need to run out and do something. You know, I got to do an Abraham. I got to run out <laughs> and do something. I got to fix this. I'm running out of time, Lord. Don't you know I'm running out of time to fix my, um, do I need to look at trying to borrow from a loan? And all the Lord would say is, wait. One word, wait. Mm-hmm. Well, long story short, my church raised all the money and installed a brand new roof on my house. Exactly, exactly what I had believed God for, the God of more than enough. It didn't come in with just a partial roof and you had to pay the rest or we can't do this roof, we're going to do No, exactly what I believed for. He was the God of more than enough. You know, I, God supplied. You know, I didn't have to figure out the stress. I didn't figure out how I was going to pay for it and provide for it. He provided for it. So every morning now, I'll get back to what we're talking about here. Every morning now when I take Jim Bob out, I go off my deck and I can see my garage is a little bit lower. And so I see that. That's the first thing I see is my roof when I come out in the morning. And I look up at that beautiful roof. It is a beautiful roof. And my heart's full of gratitude. And I thank God. Because God provided it. You know, I know people say, well, your church provided but. God provided through my church, right? And I also pray and ask God to bless each and every person who provided my roof. You know, my pastor told me, I don't know who these people are who, who, who provided for my roof. I know the roofer in my church who came and put the roof on. I don't know. It's, it's anonymous who gave to my church. But he said one person didn't even have the funds that he wanted to help. And he went out and picked up a second job. You're talking about laboring for love. I am so moved by that. I look at the roof and I'm just touched. I think about that person giving their heart and time and helping, helping me out. Um, and I, I can't even say thank you because I don't know who it was, but thank you. If you're listening into the podcast, thank you. I'm, I'm touched beyond words. And so, you know, I look at that and that, that was a big thing. So I, and I asked God to bless these people because he said, I'll bless those who bless you. So I go out in the morning, I have full gratitude. Every time I see my roof, walk Jim, how many times I got to walk Jim Bob a day, I can see my roof and I can give thanks for something that he supplied. And, and when I do it first thing in the morning, it sets my day off. We're talking about setting your day off in a, in a good way instead of me, because there's a lot of lack I can look at in my life. But when I look at that roof and I'm thankful, it shifts. It shifts my focus to get, Tammy, you got to get on the right foot. I'm here. I'm providing. I'm still the God of more than enough. I know you still have lack, but look how I'm providing. So the, did you catch that part that I, I've been talking about here about the joy? I know Joe Heather talked about it a little bit. So thankfulness creates joyfulness. Now, I want you to just, you know, hang with me. Have you ever thought about it that way before? You know, think about a time. I just gave you a big example. Think about a time when someone helped you out 
or bless you with something big. You got to think big because that's when you're going to feel the most emotions. You got to think big. You know, maybe somebody surprised you by fixing up something that was broken. Maybe they fixed your car, right? Or maybe somebody just paid off a debt anonymously or just paid off a debt, paid off your school loan, you know, paid off your car loan or something or took you, paid for your grocery bills or something or showed you a favor and squeezed you in. Maybe, maybe you didn't make it into something and somebody said, oh, you know, there's a cancellation. We'll, we'll fit your, do- your daughter into this doctor's appointment. You're not going to wait another week. Maybe somebody showed you favor where it wasn't before and I bet if you think about how you felt you weren't just thankful you were joyful right and that's what happens when somebody bless blesses me abundantly I have I have the thankfulness and I have the joyfulness and they're they're together right so this is what the Lord was showing me while I was having coffee getting ready for this um preparing for for this podcast that was coming up and work on the script. You know, he wanted me to analyze my emotions associated with thankfulness. Why? Because he wanted me to be able to show you guys something and share it with you guys today. So first he's got to show me something. Maybe I'm not seeing something. He wants to show me something new. He always wants to show us something new so I can share it with somebody who's listening today. You know, he wanted me to understand that thankfulness is a method path to joyfulness. Meaning that if I have experienced joy in my heart when I'm thankful, well, guess what? I can recreate that. When I'm sad, down, or feeling hopeless. So just follow me for a minute. I know you can grasp this because I know we have smart listeners out there, Joe Heather. (laughs) You know, the Lord was showing me that when you're feeling low, a good way out of that unpleasant emotion is to start looking around at things that you're thankful for. We're going to be talking, Joe Heather's going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about it a lot today. So thankfulness is the expression of gratitude. That's what I looked up in the dictionary. Thankfulness is the expression of gratitude, meaning that when you are grateful for something, you express it through thankfulness. Now, have you ever dealt with a person who seemed like they were just never thankful for things? Well, that just reflects that they don't have a heart of gratitude. You know, having a heart of gratitude is a is a good thing. And I know Joe Heather has a lot she's going to be sharing on gratitude today that's going to encourage you up. You know, but we also, we acknowledge that, you know, when you're feeling down, it may be hard, you know, to shift perspective, you know, but if you want to change the way that you feel, changing your thoughts from negative ones to positive ones does work. There is a solution. You are not trapped in those ugly emotions. There is a way out. You might feel like, you know, you might, well, you might think it's kind of phony just to start off, but you got to start somewhere. You start off by saying, thank you, God, for another day or the bed that I slept in. Um, you know, and you just keep going, you just keep going and it's bound to change you the more you go. So there's a couple ways that, you know, I think you you can do this. So wherever you are, maybe you're sitting some, some place in a laundromat or something, you've got some really bad news. You know, somebody texted you, something bad happened. Maybe, maybe you bounced a check and you forgot about it. You know, that you didn't have the money in there. You got some bad news, right? So wherever you are, this is a good exercise. You can look around and start thanking God for everything that you can in that moment. Shelter, clothing, maybe it's pouring rain outside, your health, um, sunshine, maybe it's a sunny day and you get, you know, you get to be spending some time outside favor. Think about everything you can possibly thank him for shoes on your feet. You know, that you're not hungry, that you actually had clothes to take to the laundromat. Um, you know, and I know Joe Heather mentioned at the start of this program, and I'm going to repeat it here because this is an important verse. First Thess- Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. It says to rejoice always. She was talking about this. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. I know she talked about that. I'm talking about all, even the bad times. Give things in all circumstances. So you can apply this wherever you are, whatever time, whatever you're experiencing. And another way that I think is kind of helpful um, 
is to remember all the big blessings first because this might be an easier method for you. Maybe maybe you're going through like a period of depression, you know, and you're sitting at home and you just can't get out of this slump that you're in. Start with the big blessings first. You know, think back about your life. And the longer you live, the more you have things to think back on that the Lord has blessed you with. So <clears throat> think about the times where it seemed like things were impossible, but God came through. You're my roof. I thought it was impossible. God came through. You know, or the ones where you didn't expect something, it wasn't even on your mind. Maybe you didn't even have to pray. You just were, thought you had to deal with this horrible situation. And out of the blue, God dealt with it in a blessing. You know, so remember the joyfulness that you felt and the overflow of gratitude. Because you had gratitude overflowing from your heart, right? And that even there are times I know that it brought some of you to tears. You were so joyful that you just wept, right? So think about those times. Make a list if it helps. And go through these items and thank the Lord for and that's the other thing you you have this attitude so giving thanks is showing you know what's in your heart by giving thanks we well, thank the lord he, and i don't think he ever gets tired of hearing us thanking him for things you know go ahead and thank the lord and keep on going just keep on going start with the big stuff just keep on going it might take you a while i know that lord has blessed you more than once right and just keep going into the joyfulness overpowers the negative emotion just catch it overpowers joyfulness can overpower all those things you know and overcomes it overcomes it squashes them down amen you know and you know it's just a way to help we're just we're here to help you love and encouragement to encourage you up you know ways to, to be able to be lifted out but i just covered just the overall concept here and i know joe heather she is going to share with you some practical ways that you gotta hang in there practical ways to incorporate this into your daily christian living but before i pass it back to her I want to mention our sponsor spotlight today. So I'd like to pause and share that love and encouragement to live by is sponsored today by our very own Christian coach, Joe Heather Dodson. Are you ready to discover what's next in your life? As a credential coach, Joe Heather provides a space for you to discover the answers you need for your work and life. Partnering with her through prayer-filled, structured conversations, you will create action plans aimed at fulfilling your God-given purpose and calling. We all want that. So you can contact her for a no-cost connect call to explore how coaching will change your business and your life. And I encourage you to look for her weekly Points to Ponder videos um, on your so on your favorite social media channel. I think I've seen them. They're on like, um, they're on Facebook. They're, they pop up all over on YouTube. They might be on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite, that's why you said your favorite one. We all have our favorites, mm -hmm. but yeah, and, and they're short and they're quick. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a great way to start your morning. Every Tuesday they pop up. You get a quick three minute message on how you can improve your Christian walk and quality of life. That's so needed today. So you can find out more about Joe Heather and her coaching services by visiting her website at yourchristiancoach.net. That's yourchristiancoach.net. Plus, if you want to be a sponsor of a future episode or if you want to feature your favorite ministry effort, contact us at loveandencouragement.com. Awesome. Thank you, Tammy. That was great. That was great. I think Tammy said a lot of important things just a moment ago, and I just want to say it again because um, you could have been distracted as you're driving your kids to and from school and maybe missed it. Uh, we're, we're loving spending time today talking about the practice, practice of gratitude, but, but we do want you to know we are not saying that gratitude is about pretending 
that everything is fine in your life. It's about making choices in how you approach each day. Tammy laid out some good good examples of that. And you know, the choices that you make and the highs and the lows that come while we live in this fallen world. I mean, it is a fallen world. But we are a people, when you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you are marked for heaven. And you are already a resident in the kingdom of heaven. And so uh, if that, just being thankful for that, being marked for that future uh, might help you today. Because a a state of thankfulness takes practice. And you need to build in habits that help you kind of strengthen your Thanksgiving muscle. So that's what we want to share. Um, And I'm going to give you just, uh, Tammy's already given you some ideas on what you can do. Her walking out in the morning and having the practice of, I'm walking the dog out, I see the roof. It reminds me how God provided that he sent the supply because he is a, a God, as Tammy said, of more than enough. His supply is far greater than any need you're ever going to have. And so her practice is, okay, I go out in the morning, I see the roof, I remember, I thank God. And so I'm going to give you just a couple of other very similar things because that's why God talks about renewing our mind daily and being in his word is, is we have to have practices. We have to have a habit And we're trying to encourage you today to add gratitude or thankfulness, whichever word you want to use, into your daily life. So the three ideas I'm going to give you is a gratitude journal. If you follow me at all, you've heard me talk about this before. The second thing is a count your blessings exercise that I'm going to offer to you. And the third thing is a prayer sandwich, which which, um, Tammy and I learned about from one of our favorite Bible teachers. So hang in here. I'm going to give you three quick things. You know, maybe some of these things you've done in the past and maybe you've some you've never considered. So just listen for that one thing that sparks your heart will speak to you and you'll go, oh, maybe I should try that and maybe try it for the next few weeks. So the first idea I mentioned was the gratitude journal. Now, a gratitude journal, you might feel overwhelmed when I say this and say, I'm not a person that's into that. Um, Well, maybe you're not committing to it for the long haul, but if you use it in the short term, it can make a difference because I work with coaching clients to set up no uh, safe to fail experiments. And so maybe if you look at experimenting with this gratitude journal, you know, you take some of the pressure off. It just gives you a chance to try out something just on a limited basis and see what you gain in the process, how it helps you keep your eyes. Again, the the key is the joy. My eyes are on the Lord and not on my lack. Um, So perhaps you can plan an experiment to use a gratitude journal for five to seven days. You can write down how you're feeling when you start the experiment so that you can compare it to your self-check-in at the end. So you might be so inspired by the process, you'll keep it going longer, but it's not something you have to commit to today. Um, You also could find it helpful to get an accountability partner or involve your whole family in the process. For me, you know, I enlisted my family to try this out. And we hooked it to our evening meal times because that's when we really sit down together. Um, the morning is a chaotic time at our house, so we hooked it to the meal time. And I got small notebooks for each of us, and I challenged each person to write three to five things 
you were thankful for in the notebook each night at dinner. And then we shared that. So you wrote it down and then we verbally shared it. So it helped us really meditate on that. The second thing I wanted to mention was trying out my Count Your Blessings exercise. You can actually get a free handout about this from my website, which Tammy mentioned earlier is yourchristiancoach.net. You just go into the website, click on the resources page, and you'll be able to get a printout of this if you'd like. So this exercise is perfect if you don't like to write things down. Instead, you can just use your hand as your guide. And so as you look at your fingers, you can list off either out loud or silently five things that happened that day that you're grateful for or five things you want to thank God for. And so new habits always work best when you hook them to another action. Tammy mentioned this. Okay, she hooks it to taking Jim Bob out and seeing the roof. So maybe for you, you want to hook this to when you brush your teeth at night. So you're going to be brushing your teeth, looking in the mirror, and while you're brushing, maybe you mentally list out the five things you're grateful for as you hold up your five fingers. You know, and uh, maybe it's, when you're getting your cup of coffee, Tammy mentioned that, seeing the ground coffee beans, so thankful for those beans. Um, you know, you wouldn't be alive and listening to this podcast if it wasn't for the breath of life that God has given you. So, you know, encourage you to think about this thankfulness um, and incorporate it in your prayer time. Uh, here's an example. Psalm 107 says, you know, give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. So when you think about this scripture and you have a mental image of God satisfying your thirst and your hunger, maybe you can consider, and this was the third tip, a prayer sandwich. So remember, God satisfies your hunger and thirst. So think about a prayer sandwich to increase your thankfulness. Tammy and I learned about a prayer sandwich from Bible teacher Andrew Womack. And so what you do is you build your prayer sandwich by offering praise and thanksgiving as the bread that starts and finishes your conversations with God. And maybe for you, instead of imagining your prayers and praises as bread, you could think of them as bookends. Maybe you've heard that. So you start your prayer time with it and you end your prayer time. So you can lift up your prayer concerns in the middle. So maybe that would be helpful. Tammy, you've, you've already given us some great examples. Do you have any other ideas you want to share with today? Yeah, you shared a bunch too. We're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> those are, yeah, those are really helpful ways, I think, to make gratitude a part of your daily living. Because it's not just like... we. It's not meant to be one day a year. You're th out of all the days, you're thinking of one day a year, and it's meant to be a way that you live, a state of being. Uh, and like you mentioned, all the health benefits. So we're, we're encouraging you up um, to make to incorporate this in. So I do have one more thing I want to share for those who are tuning in. Um, you know that uh, is a way to give thanks before you receive. Not afterwards. And you might be thinking, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have it yet. How could I be thankful? Right? <laughs> so let me share a little bit more on this so you can kind of grasp this concept. So my son and I have been reading Joseph Prince 90-day devotional, The Healing Power of the Holy Communion. And I'm going to hold this book up so that you can see it. We're not very far in it. We're about two weeks into it. I just love this book. <laughs> 
I just love this book. I can't speak enough words. It's gonna, I'm going to definitely give it a five-star review when I get around to finishing it. Um, but it has really changed our, you know, my son and I, our mindset on um, taking daily communion and, and, and what the bread, the bread really represents, you know, the consuming of the bread of life into your body. It's very moving. It's impactful. I highly recommend this book. Um, so I decided one night, because we're, in this, we're doing this daily, right? I decided one night that I was going to look back at the Gospels. Now, I've read the Gospels many times, but I wanted to go back and look at something in particular. So I wanted to just read over the accounts again. So I went to each of the each of the Gospels, and I read the accounts on the Last Supper. And so when um, Jesus was at the Last Supper, he says in all three Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that when he broke the bread, he gave thanks. And I noticed um, this, that it never struck me before. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He'll get your attention on something and he wants to show you something. So right when I, he gave thanks, immediately uh, something my Holy Spirit said, slow down, Tammy, look at that again, right? And so what, and so the, the question was, is, well, what was he giving thanks for? You ever thought about that? What was Jesus giving? Th- when we sit down at the dinner table, we give thanks for the food that he's providing for. But when I know when the Holy Spirit was asking me, what, what was he giving thanks for, Tammy? Like, okay, this is going to go deeper than that. So was it the bread before the meal? What was it, right? And as I was pondering this question, the Lord brought me back to the verses where Jesus fed the 5,000. I know I've talked about this in some of the previous podcasts. I've dived in deep about it. Where What did he do? He took the bread, looking up to heaven, and he gave thanks. And you can read about this account in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. And it's in a few other places. So I, I thought, obviously, he wanted me to understand something, right? That Jesus was thankful for the bread. He was supplied. It was, right? A little boy gave him this bread. He was going to supply it. But also, here's the important part. Jesus, I believe, Jesus was thanking God for what he was about to do. And what was he about to do? He was going to take that bread. He was going to multiply that bread and feed all of those people. Right. So he thanked God ahead of the blessing, not afterwards. You don't read it afterwards after they were finally all stuffed and he collected the leftovers. Thank you, God. No, he thanked them before knowing what he was going to do. So then, of course, my thoughts go back. Right. The Lord brought me back to the passage that was on my lap in the Bible. I had open right back to the Last Supper when Jesus broke the bread. And again, what was Jesus giving thanks for at the Last Supper? Was it being thankful for his last meal with his disciples? Perhaps, I'm sure. You know, he had a lot in mind that night. But I think Jesus was giving thanks for what God was about to do on the cross. That's powerful when you think about that. Giving thanks for what was the finished work that was about to take place. Right? That is why Jesus demonstrated the bread of his body broken for us. So we can read about this and... Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes about the Lord's Supper. And and he says, quoting Jesus, and this is uh, chapter 11, verse 24. And when he gave thanks, he break it. This is King James Version, so they say, say a little weird. He break it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So it, we were, he's talking about, he was given and broken. They're interchangeable, right? But think of it as this way, that Jesus' body was broken and given for you. You know, and then he talks about the wine, the wine of his blood that was shed for us. In Luke 22, uh, verse 20, it says, in the same way. After the supper, he took the cup saying, this is my cup, the new covenant 
in my blood, which is poured out for you. So of the three Gospels, I really like the way that Luke shares because Luke adds these little extra nuggets in there that help you really take the impact in of what this is representing, you know, because it, I bring this up because when he says giving thanks, breaking the bread and Jesus saying, which means that he was saying this as he was acting while he was performing these acts, they were happening at the same time. So obviously, you know, you can connect it to that. Obviously, this is what he's giving thanks for as he's breaking the bread. He's getting ready to say, this is my body broken for you. He's giving thanks for that, which points me back to the cross, right? And that's why I believe in my heart, that's what the Lord wanted me to see when I was reading this, that he was giving thanks for what God was about to do. And so that's what God was sharing with me so that I can share that with you today, right? So how does that apply to the topic of thankfulness? Well, we are to be like Christ, aren't we? You know, one way is to give thanks before the blessing, so you can still have that thankful heart of gratitude afterwards. Of course, just like every day, I go, thank you for the roof. Thank you for the roof. Thank you for the roof, right? And I encourage you to do that. It's, a, it's You want to continue that grateful heart. But I think it's important when we ask God for something and we're believing him for it, that we thank him ahead of time, just like Jesus did, right? Because I think that's what thankfulness faith is all about. Amen. Mm, amen. Wow, that was great, Tammy. Thank you. And thank you. I mean, what a gift. The Holy Spirit spoke to you and you shared it with us. And and we can all, it's that iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, glory to God for the Holy Spirit guiding you to this truth and you sharing this truth with us today. And guys, I don't want you to miss it. If you need to back the podcast up and listen again, listen again. Um, thankfulness, thanking before during, after, thankfully, and being thankful in all things is what we've shared today. Yes. You know, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Oh, it's with that joyful scripture in mind. I'm going to offer you my challenge question of the week. What will you do to cultivate gratitude in your life every day this coming week? So as we close today, let me speak this prayer over you for, from Colossians 3. This week, let the joy of Christ live within you as you sing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thank you for taking time to join us as we talked about Thanksgiving. And depending on what platform you're listening from, be sure to share this episode with others. Like it, follow it, subscribe to it to not miss future episodes. If you want to be a sponsor of one of those episodes, contact us at loveandencouragement.com. Join us next time as we continue to offer you words of encouragement that remind you of God's awesome love.